1 and 2 and Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 and I'm reading from the Living Bible Translation it says this change of plans <laughs> made Jonah very angry turn to somebody next to you and say are you angry because God changed the plans <laughs> mm. and some of you can leave right now say yep Lord <laughs> Thought I'd be in Boston for a couple of months, and now it's been 10 years. Mm. Yes, yeah, got a change in plans. Thought you were going home. Ah, change in plans. So he started to complain to the Lord about the change in plans. This is exactly what I thought you'd do. Exactly what I thought you'd do, Lord, when I was there in my own country. Why are you bothering me? I was... Things were cool when I was in you know, Ghana and Nigeria and Colombia. I was, I, was, I was doing all right. And then you moved me to this place called the U.S. of A. and changing and, and all that. Mm. Now I can't even get out of here. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. For you who are first-time guests, I'm always like this. Ah. You first told me to come here. Well, it was in my own country, and you first told me to come here. That's why I ran away to Tasha's, for I knew, I knew you were a gracious God. Some of you don't know that God is gracious, and that's why you're discouraged, but I want to remind you, Jonah said, in his disobedience, I knew you were a gracious God, merciful, slow to, ang slow to get angry, and full of loving kindness, and full of kindness. I knew how easily you would cancel, our plan cancel your plans for destroying these people. I knew it. I knew you were gracious. I knew you were merciful. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, happy, a blessed are the kind or blessed are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy I, I want to speak to you on the subject of Jonah the mercy of God the mercy of God and, and I hope that this is going to encourage you this isn't one of those God's been so merciful to you you deserve to go to hell and you ought to be gracious that glad that you're not going there uh, no this is this is hopefully to encourage you that God has the ability to give you mercy even when you purposely mess up. Some of you have given yourself a life sentence and God said, I didn't give it to you. And so today, uh, we want to 
talk to you about the mercies of God. Looks like I'm going to have to use the handheld. The mercies of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Amen. Now, 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 just so that you don't get upset with the audio people, I, I disobeyed them. I disobeyed them. Because uh, they said to me, and it's your fault. Because they said to me, Bishop, do not wear the head mic if you start praising and shouting and dancing because you're going to get sweaty and it's going to mess up the mic. And I was, I was trying to just come up here, give my little sermon and leave, but you all wouldn't act up. You, you all were behaving like you were going to the beach at 12 or something, so no. So now you made me all sweaty, and now the mic's all messed up, and now you're all looking at them. But no, turn your name and say, neighbor. neighbor. It's not the sound people's fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. Your fault. Your fault. So next time, next time, you need to praise him like he's worthy to be praised. Ah, amen, amen. I, I want some kids. Any? I need one child on this side, one child in the middle, one child over here, one child over here. Uh, any child over here? Okay, Faith. Okay, wait there. I'll, I'll get you. Anybody? Oh, yep. Um, yeah. The, I don't. Yeah, him right there. Uh, oh, way in the back. Oh, did I, I got you last week, didn't I? Yeah, no, 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 no. So I can't get you again. I can't get you again. Uh, okay, okay, I get. Okay, I get you, TJ. Not yet, not yet. And yes, right, yes, right there. So everybody know who you are. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call you up in a moment. I'm gonna call you up in a moment. And what I need you to do, I think there's a I think there's a Bible in front of you. Uh, if you can make sure that they have a Bible, uh, that would be wonderful. And I'll call you when I need you. Ah. So um, if we could show the map of, hope you can see this, so you can get an idea. Most of us know the story of Jonah, uh, how he was asked by God to go to Nineveh to preach judgment and I think he was thrilled about preaching the judgment but he was hoping that they would not repent he was hoping that they would actually say uh, get lost we don't believe you but he knew that God was merciful so he didn't he didn't even want to give God a chance to forgive them. So the Bible says that he got on a ship and he headed to Tarshish. Because the Bible said he was running from the presence of the Lord. Now, I've read that many times and I've said to myself, what would make him think he could run from the presence of the Lord? Because David said 
where shall I go from thy presence? If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I go up to heaven, you're there. So what would, what would make Jonah say he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord? Well, the reason why that's stated that way is because of the selfish attitude of God's people, the Jews, during that time. The Jewish people during this time felt that the only place God dwelled was in Israel. And then on top of that, they felt that the only place God was really present is in Jerusalem. So he was hoping that if he got out of Jerusalem and he headed in a totally different direction that somehow God would stop messing with him. And that's like some of you. You, you may have stopped going to church and you just so happened to coming here by accident and find yourself many times in places where you should not be and yet God will speak to you there. Mm -hmm. So Jonah, he, he's supposed to go 800 miles northeast to Nineveh. Instead, he heads west to Tarshish which is in another continent. Hmm. Hmm. And there's some people here who you thought you were running away from God once you left your country, and now you find yourself sitting in a Pentecostal church saying, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. and, and this place really is your spiritual great fish where God has swallowed you up because he wants to talk to you. Hmm. Jonah's name means dove. And in the scriptures, the dove represents the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 8, verses 6 to 12, we find that when the, when the flood came up and, and then the water started receding, Noah sent out a dove to find out what was going on? Did the waters recede enough for everybody on the ark to get off on dry land? So the, the dove seemed to give direction to what they should do and what they should not do. In John chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, we find that Jesus would be identified. The Holy Spirit told John that, uh, that the Messiah, Jesus, this is deep, would be identified, would be identified by the spirit descending on him. Are you following me? And the spirit, so when Jesus was baptized and he, and he, and he came out of the water and the dove descended on him, that was a sign that the Holy Spirit was upon him. Are you following me so far? Uh, it is interesting that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see the unusual in the usual. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see the unusual in the usual. In other words, 
the answer to your prayer could be right within reach, but you will not know unless the Holy Spirit helps you to recognize it. What do you mean? You have to read the Bible and really understand the context of encounters. Are you following me? When John the Baptist encounters Jesus, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who, slay, who, who was slain before the earth. And he said, I didn't, I didn't know it was him. What John was basically saying is that, are you with me? For 30 years, this was my cousin. For 30 years, this was my cousin. And all of a sudden, God opens my eyes and says, he's not simply your cousin. He's the Messiah. You're not getting this. John the Baptist and Jesus were relatives. They were cousins. And all of a sudden, God opens his eyes and he says, oh my goodness, you're not just my cousin. You're the Messiah. I believe God is saying to some of you, the answer is right in front of you. But unless the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, you'll still be complaining about your situation, not knowing that your answer is within reach. You know, some of y'all, Walter King, you know, I, that was a bad word right there, but somehow you all don't. You know. Your answer is just swirling around you. And you're not recognizing it because you don't have the eyes of the spirit that will reveal to you the truth. So Jonah's name means dove. And, and Jonah is the only book, it's an interesting book, it's the only book uh, of prophecy because the books of prophecy actually start from, um, from uh, Isaiah, Isaiah all the way through 17 uh, prophecies. And Jonah's book is the only book, are you with me so far, where the words, of the pro the words from the prophet is not the message. Okay. So when you read Ezekiel and you read all the way and you read Malachi and Daniel, you, you will hear prophecies. You'll hear you know, visions that these men had from God. This is the only book where the, 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 the context of the book is not the prophecies. In fact, the only prophecy here is Nineveh is going to get destroyed. That's it. Four chapters and one line, Nineveh is going to get destroyed. Because, this is heavy now, this is the only book where the life of the prophet is the story. I could run around this church right now. The, the life of the prophet is the story. And I believe what God is saying is, to us is that I want to let you know that not simply what you say is going to be my story, but I'm going to make your life the story. 
I'm going to make your life a testimony so that when people look at your life, they'll say, if God could do it for her, if God could do it for him, he can do it for me. See, see, I like what you said, but I want to see what God can do. That's why you go and tell your neighbor. That's why you're going through what you're going through. Because God needs a live specimen to show what he can do. And you ought to be glad that he chose you. Because he needs somebody to show off his power to. That's why he's making your situation more desperate. So that when he brings you out, nobody will get the credit but him. Mm. He's trying to make your life. I need a, I need a five for this again. I want you to preach to the person next to you. Say, neighbor, God wants to make your life. And I and I want you to point. I want you to do just what I do. God wants to make your life His story. His story, his story, because and that's why that's why that's why God got to break some of you down. Because if He brought you out right now, you'd be like, "Well, you know, I worked that hard, and I, you know, I networked, and I did this, and I, 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 So He breaks you down. He breaks you down, and then, and then just when you think you about to get out, he breaks you down some more. And that's when you think you're about to get out, he breaks you down some more. And then you start saying things like, God, you must hate me. Don't look at me like that. I've said that to God. What did I do to you? <laughs> really, I, I'm trying to worship you. And you seem to be blessing, you know, Sammy the sinner. <laughs> Or Samantha the sinner. Can I get a witness? The, the heathens seem to be, you know, acting the fool and they're getting blessed. And, 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 and verily, verily, it, it's been a use living clean for you because it doesn't seem to be working for me. Mm. But God is saying, I'm going to make your life the prophecy. And, and when I bring you out... You're going to be like the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. You will not leave empty-handed. Jonah prophesies about 760 B.C. Um, actually, more like 759 B.C. And thus his ministry comes after Elisha. So there's Elijah, Elisha, and then there's Jonah. And and he actually ministers his prophetic book uh, before Hosea and Amos. So even though in the Bible is listed Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, so it's listed that way, historically it's Jonah before Hosea and Amos. Are you with me so far? Uh, the Bible calls Jonah a prophet. He's from the northern kingdom. He's from uh, the tribe of Zebulun. His, I like this. His father's name is uh, Amittai, 
which means my truth. So Jonah, whose name means dove, he represents the Holy Spirit. His, he's, he proceeds from his father, who is called Amittai, which means the truth. And the point is, is that the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of truth. Truth is, truth is reality. Okay, and and I heard I hear the Lord saying to some of us, and that is that that too many of us are walking by facts and not walking by faith. Mm, mm, mm. See, see, the facts won't set you free. The truth will. For example, and I use this many times, the this this worm, this worm, wormy looking creature with. 80 pairs of legs, a caterpillar. The fact is, is that it's a caterpillar. But the truth is, it's a butterfly. Truth is how you will end up, not how you are now. Mm. How you are now, it's a fact. So, so right now, it's a fact that you're broke. But the truth is, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Fact is, the doctor says, I'm sick, but the truth is, I'm healed. So, see, that's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 to 36, you shall know the facts, and the facts shall make you free. No, the truth will make you free. How many of you have ever watched a suspense movie two times? My, I'll, I'll, I'll use my brother for example. My brother, I went over to my parents' house, and I know some of you are haters, but that's all right. And I saw the Super Bowl recorded. Now, I would be foolish if on July 9th, I'm watching the Super Bowl. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they're down by 25. Oh, they're going to lose. No, no, no. No. I know how this thing ends. So I'm sitting back now and like, and, and, and let's say a visitor from another country or something, they, they came and they're watching and they're like, oh my goodness, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. While they're jumping up and like, oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm sitting down there saying, I know how this is going to end. And you may say, yeah, preach for, but see, 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 right now you're broke. But you should be sitting there saying, I know, I know how this is going to end. Because, uh, I don't know why I'm going this way. Some of you all have been saved too long, and God has been too good, and God has pulled you out of too many ditches for you to be acting like you're acting right now. Oh, God, you forsake me. Oh, God, what are you going to do to me? Oh, God, oh, God, where am I going to eat my next meal? Oh, God, you just came from the cheese fa cake factory last night. Somebody paid your way. What do you mean, oh, God? You should know how the story's going to end. The truth will make you free, not the facts. And the devil messes with you with facts. Numbers. Ah, uh, so he flees to Europe, and 
I did some research as to why, why did Jonah hate the Assyrians? And so I did some research, and now I understood why he hated the Assyrians. And in my research, the Assyrians did things so bad that I asked my wife, and I said, well, maybe she's just a, no, she's a female. And so I asked uh, my brother, Cameron, and they both said, no, you, you, you can't read that. You, you, no, you can't. You, you can't read that from the pulpit, what they did. I'm talking about Game of Thrones type of stuff. I'm, I'm talking about, let me, let me I'll, I'll read for you the clean stuff. Some of you are like, man, what else? You, 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 can, you can ask me privately what the Assyrians used to do. The cruelty of the Assyrian Empire's actions were publicized via writings, colored wall paintings, and carvings on stones. In other words, they made, in those days, videos of how they would torture people. Historian Arthur Farrell said, artwork, 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 showed skin being cut off living captives, the impaling of prisoners on stakes, mass force deportations of conquered peoples, captives being burned or having their tongues torn out. Everywhere, piles upon piles of human heads were highlighted. This is what they drew. Erica, Belitre, yeah, Erica Belitre writes of an Assyrian leader bragging. This is what he said. I captured many troops alive. See, this is how cruel they were. They were hoping they didn't catch you dead. They wanted to catch their enemies alive. These were the Assyrians. He says, I caught my enemies alive. I cut off some of them, their arms. Some of them I cut their hands off. Others I cut their nose, their ears, and other extremities out. I, I gorged out the eyes of many of the troops who were my enemies. I hung their heads on trees around the city. I even took teenage boys and girls and burned them alive. These were the Assyrians. And Jonah's like, I want. God tells us that way. Jonah's down in Psalm. Lord. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. Maybe it's ministry. You are now, you are now deserved. David rewarded Saul's grandson or David's son, Mephibosheth. Reward. Mercy is reward. 
And that's why I'm, I love that song. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. That's based on the scripture, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 26. I'm saying all this is because I really believe that this is the day that God is trying to give many of you a get-out-of-jail-free card. Because you have been so hard on yourself because of mistakes you've made that rightfully you deserve what you got. But God is saying, I want to give you mercy. I want to reward you. Oh, this is going to bless you. Because, see, you look at the word reward meaning I did something and I'm going to get paid. But that's not what the etymology of the word reward is. Oh, this is going to be exciting. The word reward, it comes from two words, re, which means back or again, replay, played again, and ward. Reward. A prison warden is one who watches. Are you hearing me? A prison warden is one who he ward, he pays attention. So that's where when you're in the emergency ward, that means there's an emergency and somebody puts you in a place where they can watch you. So reward means first I noticed this young lady. I noticed Mr. TJ here. I noticed That's not faith. Yeah, they're right there. So I notice you. I notice them. Everybody knows them? So that's the ward. I notice them. That's the ward. Now, I want you to come up to me and bring me the Bibles. Okay. Okay, everybody watching this now? This is so, so, when they're no shy, there's no shy kids up here. <laughs> I thought they're just gonna say, with the Bible, they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, give me the mic, and let me finish this off for you. <laughs> so now, give me the Bibles, okay? Give me the Bibles. Thank you. Give me the Bibles. Thank you. So now, the ward was, I noticed them. The re is, I noticed them again. So, first I noticed them, and then, 
I noticed them again because now they brought me up. A Bible. So now I am rewarding. Don't worry. You, you have the same amount as she does. Those are dollars, not quarters. Okay. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I know. My dad works with money. <laughs> he really did say, I know. <laughs> okay. And so this is the re. I noticed them, and then the re is I did something. I notice your grades, and the re is, well, my parents, I'll give you some money. Thank you very much. Get this in your spirit. I notice you're a good employee. I notice you had a good review, Ward, and now I give you a raise, re. You got to get this in your spirit. I notice you got good grades. And so I'm going to give you a scholarship. That's the re. Get this in your spirit. I notice you did a good job writing out that document. I noticed it. And so I'm giving you the grant. That's the re. I notice you're in a miserable state. Ward. I'm going to bless you in your miserable state. That's the re. In other words, God's mercy looks this way. I first notice, but then I'm going to do something. I noticed that you messed up. I noticed that you didn't do what was right. But because you're asking for mercy, I'm going to do something. And so Jonah is in his disobedience. He is in this big fish, and he says, I like the King James, it says, I cried unto the Lord according to what I was going through. I was just honest with him. I shouldn't have left. I shouldn't have ran away from you. I don't deserve it. And, and God, in his mercy, said, I'm going to reward you. I notice your mess, but now I'm going to do something about it. And this is what happened. God allowed the fish to swallow Jonah and bring him closer to his destiny than he was when he started in disobedience. In other words, God has the ability that when I mess up, I don't lose time. I want to encourage you because, because, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Because, because I made a, a bad decision, 
lost some money, and I said, and, and I disobeyed God. I disobeyed him. God said, don't do that. I said, well, you know, I got all my facts together. I talked to a lot of smart people. I, I did all the calculations properly, and it still messed up. And, 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 and so uh, that's why when I talked about God will restore years last week, I was preaching to me. I was preaching to me. And so I said to God, 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 what I did? He said, Brian, just repent. Just say you were wrong and watch, watch me do this. So I, I, as soon as I, this was last week, as soon as I repented, no, the week before, as soon as I repented, I said, okay, God, I was wrong, you know, and I deserve to have lost that money. And God said to me, no, no. You're not going to lose that money. I'm going, to get all, I'm going to get it all back. We get this check two days later from the government. And I was like, why am I getting money from them? And it was a check. For some of you, it may not be a big deal, but it's $342. And I was like, why am I getting money from them? And the Lord, and the Lord said to me, the recoup of the money now begins. I think I'm preaching to somebody. Now, this is the thing. This is the thing. And, and, and I want to say one more thing. And, and then this, I want you to stand up right now because I want to bless you. I tell you, this is good. This is good. This is good. And so the Lord said to me, I want you to write down all of the money you lost from your disobedience. And then I want you to start writing down all the money I give you to recoup what you lost. Because I am such a merciful God that even in your disobedience, I am going to cause a great fish to swallow you up and spit you closer to your destiny than when you were before you disobeyed me. I hear the Lord saying to some of you, he is going to make up time for bad decisions. And, and, and oh, two more points, help me, Jesus. The reason why God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, the reason why they repented so quickly is because... <clears throat> In a period of seven years, oh, God, please get this in your spirit. Lord, Lord right, right now, put your hand on the person next to you and just, and just, just pray for 10 seconds. Say, God, help them to get this. Just help them to get this. 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 Okay, this, this is what you need to get. I forgot my point. Only kidding. <laughs> Jonah is now he goes to Nineveh and he preaches a message for three days and people repent just like that and I don't know about you but I'm looking at that like that doesn't make sense these people are wicked what Jonah did not know was that in a space of seven years Nineveh was hit with two plagues plus a solar eclipse. They didn't have CNN 
and MSNBC that says there's going to be a solar eclipse coming on July. No. So if you can imagine these people, all of a sudden, the whole earth goes dark after two plagues. In their minds, they're like, we're doomed. We messed up. Please show us mercy. And all God needed Jonah to do was to show up where he was already at work. And I am speaking to somebody right now that God has already set things up so that all you have to do is in obedience show up because he's already set it up for you. You don't have to work as hard as you think you have to work. There's a house already for you. There's a job already for you. There's a spouse already to you, of you. You trying to do this and do that? All God is saying is be obedient to me because I've already worked out the plan. I've already working on people's hearts. If you will just be obedient, my mercy will make up the difference. I'm talking to somebody. The devil, mm, the devil has plagued your mind. He has hammered you for mistakes in your past. But this day, in the name of Jesus, I break that hold of the devil that is constantly pulling you back, constantly reminding you of your mistakes. I curse it in the name of Jesus because God is setting things up right now. If you repent, and say, I was wrong. You watch and see. When you step to where you're stepping in, God says, I've been waiting for you. Everything's all set up. You won't have to work for it because the grace of God will dispense it. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Come on, praise him for his mercy. We're not talking about favor. We're talking about mercy, where I messed up. I made a stupid mistake. I shouldn't have done what I did. But in your mercy, you still reward me. God shows his mercy. He shows his mercy to Jonah. In the last map, I want to show you. And God... Not only shows mercy to Jonah, but he shows mercy to an entire city, Nineveh. God loves Cambridge, folks. And God wants to send revival and move in our city. I am believing God that as a city that does not deserve the mercy of God, that God is going to move in this city like never before. And people are going to be saying, you come from Cambridge, Isn't, that's where God is moving. Because God is going to choose the most unlikely place to demonstrate